0: This show is part of the Podtyrant Network. For more podcasts, interviews, and content,
1: visit podtyrant.com. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Bad Wolf Radio, a discussion and review podcast all about Doctor Who. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Goins, and I'm here with the man who is very disappointed that Dodo is not making a return for the Christmas special, Adam Farmer.
0: Yep, yep. Just so that we could say Dodo over and over and over and over again. She was, she was, she was a companion.
1: We, <laughs> we, we only saw one episode of her. To be fair, right? I'm pretty sure she only appeared in like one, maybe two episodes. I know that we, that we saw
0: her in the Gunfighters.
1: Uh, yes, and then the War Machine. I think the the War Machines.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: But they like sent her off to some cabin in the country because she got sick. Yes, Dodo. Yes. But we did also see Polly and um that other guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm forgetting the name. Who's the other guy that, that actually is? Ben, right? Is ben Jackson. Yeah, we saw Ben and Polly in those episodes as well. So who are making a return for the Christmas special? Yes. So, But we'll Classic. talk about it. But yeah, so this is Bad Wolf Radio. This is actually episode 73. I don't think we've ever – we, we don't do typically say the episode number. I, I think we have a couple times here and there.
0: Yeah, and are we sure that it's really 73? Is it really 73? 73?
1: Yeah, what? 73. Hey. But, we're episode seventy three. We're inching towards seventy five, which feels like it could be a milestone. That means we're getting closer to hundred.
0: Yeah, we're we're uh, two seasons of Doctor Who away from a hundred.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I was to say we can only do as much podcasting as they give us material to podcast about. So, you know, we have these these big lulls between seasons or between the end of a season and a Christmas special. So we thought, hey, there's not really a lot to talk about, but we kind of just wanted to get together and talk about Doctor Who, anyways. So we found some news items, we're going to record a short episode and just uh, post something out there.
0: Yeah, I mean, for the most part, we just want to let everybody know that we're still live. We still do enjoy Doctor Who, we aren't abandoning what we're doing, it's just this lull during the summer has given us opportunities to pursue other things for a little bit. Right, yes. What have you been up to? I've been reading a ton of comics and I've been listening to a ton of audiobooks, so... That's not good. really. Not a lot of stuff. Some traveling here and there. Um, I was out there in Philly with you for, for well, I was out in Philly for five days, but spent one of those days with you. So summer's been summer's been good. Summer's been good to us.
1: That is true. I completely forgot about that that you came out and visited.
0: <laughs> I am hurt.
1: No, no. I'm... I mean, like it was very memorable. I'm just saying, like we haven't talked about it on the podcast because yeah. we haven't recorded since. And we actually did a Doctor Who thing when you were out here. And part of the reason why you came out, or at least the timing of when you came out, I think, was because I had tipped you off to this event that was happening. Yep. So we went to, there. they do these riff tracks live where it's not actually live. They pre-record a live thing and then they show it at the local theaters. And they do, I think they did it pretty much all over the country, but there was a theater close to my place that was showing it. And I had mentioned to you that they were doing it. And I was like, oh, maybe you should come down here. We could do it together. And then you ended up having other reasons to come down here. Not just that, obviously. But uh, we did actually go um, and dragged our wives along as well and went and watched this rift tracks of the Five Doctors special. Yeah, <laughs> we we did do that, which uh, was was very interesting. You you had never seen the Five Doctors special, right? No, I had
0: never seen the Five Doctors special, and I'm glad that I saw it in that context, Um, just because it, it definitely made light of some of those things that were like, wait a minute. If I was at home watching this right now, I don't know if I could be honest with myself in those moments and be like, oh, this is cool. This is cool. But having someone up there riffing on the the silver killer robots jumping around in the air and zapping people with spears that was that was entertaining, and I was glad that I was in company that could laugh along with it or to it with me
1: yes, um and for people that aren't familiar with riff tracks or um I think mystery Science Theater kind of made it famous as well they basically it's people that are doing a audio track. Of their thoughts on a movie as the movie's playing and usually it's really old movies uh movies that are uh that deserve to be made fun of a bit you know really low budget films but in this this one specifically they actually did the doctor who uh special which i mean if i'm being honest it kind of it kind of deserved to be made fun of (laughs) it was it was very old um i'm not sure when that special came out but I would say from us watching even the first Doctor stuff that this was a lot worse than even most of the stuff we saw from the first Doctor.
0: Yeah, I mean there were, there were, and it could have been just the, the fact that they had to take five Doctors and shove them into one story together and it could have been the time frame that it was filmed as well, I don't know it It didn't ru- watching the riff tracks. It didn't ruin the five doctors special for me. There are definitely things about it that I thought, oh, you know what? this is cool. I'm watching four doctors together um, and and one on a uh, one on a boat. Um, right, right. It, it, I, it was cool to be able to watch it um it didn't ruin it for me but it was an interesting take to have people riffing on it while while we are watching and to be in the company of a bunch of other i mean that theater was packed that night
1: yeah it had definitely a good showing of people you could tell they were all diehard fans probably fans of the classic series even more so than you and i you know we haven't had a chance to dive too much into the classic series so you there were even some jokes that i missed you know some of the some of the inside jokes that they were saying that i was kind of like i don't, i feel like i don't get that because i haven't seen enough of these episodes
0: yeah and i mean i i was just impressed at the number of people that were there because it's one of those things it was a two night event at the theater um honestly we we were we, we grabbed a bite a bite to eat beforehand and kind of thought, you know, we, we could show up at the last minute and have no issues. And we walked into that theater and there were a ton of people there. And you're right. They were probably um, more well-versed in the classics than what we might be. Uh, but it, it was good company. I, there's something special about being in a, a group of fellow hoovians. how different we might be. Um, it's still cool to see everybody rocking their T-shirts and, and enjoying something together.
1: Yeah. And I had actually seen the special before uh, me and my wife had watched it probably years ago now. And I remember some of the specific things that I found humorous, but they definitely with the, the Rift Tracks crew definitely pointed out a lot more than, you know, because that's pretty much their job. You know, they're they're there to kind of, um, you know, make light of the movie. So it would have been really hard to sit in and, and watch that movie and try to take it seriously with with their commentary. But I don't remember it being quite as funny as it was uh, this time <laughs> around because they were pointing out all the little nuances. Uh, specifically, though, the one thing I found really funny was uh, Sarah Jane and her inability to climb the the very like, small <laughs> hill. You know, things like that where they had to like throw a rope down to her. Yes, um, some of their commentary on that was really funny. But yeah, that's it's definitely something I would say, Adam, that you should watch that uh, Five Doctors special again. And try and do it without the commentary, you know. So you can kind of maybe focus a little bit on the story and the dialogue where they're not talking over it.
0: Yeah, I think I need to spin up BritBox and actually watch the Doctors apart from the special, so I know a little bit more about each one of their uh, nuances before seeing them all tossed together.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we didn't even have you know the the actual actor that played the first Doctor. You know, he wasn't in the in the Five right. Doctor special at that point. So because Hartnell, unfortunately, had already passed away. So they, you know, had already they had replaced him. Tom Baker wasn't even in it, really. He They just had that little small cameo on the boat. Uh, but it was more kind of focused on the fifth doctor um, because he was, I think, at the time when that that one was made, he was the current doctor. So they kind of tried to make him the heroic of the doctors and the other ones were almost there more for like comedy relief.
0: Yeah, they, they definitely played more of a, a side story compared to him. Um, he was the one that was mainly driving the story with the other Time Lords.
1: Right. So Well, now you can say you've seen um, five of the Doctors. Yeah. Now, I was mean, that the first time you had seen any of them?
0: Uh, uh, three of them. Okay. Three of
1: them. Yeah. Nice. Well, we have a lot of classic to catch up on. We um, We do. So we will, you know, in this off season, maybe we should be doing more Doctor Who stuff and not listening to so many audiobooks, Adam. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, but I'm I'm finally catching up on ones that I've I, I haven't ever listened to or read. So, <laughs> ah, so many things, so many things, so little time.
1: So the last time we recorded an episode, it was our reaction episode, really, to the announcement of the thirteenth Doctor. Yeah, and Jodie Whittaker, and we we kind of spewed out everything we were thinking because I think we recorded pretty soon after the announcement. So it was still really fresh in our minds. Um, so we haven't really talked about anything else. We haven't talked about the the news about Twice Upon a Time, the, the teaser trailer they released, the synopsis. So we have some things to to catch up on. Um, so let's dive into the news. Yeah, sounds good. What's the first thing on on your list? Uh, well, let's see here.
0: Let's... Dang, I don't know. Where do you want to start? Where are we going to
1: start? Well, okay, so we had said something about... um, A lot of this news is really surrounding the Christmas special, but the the Twice Upon a Time um, synopsis. So a very short synopsis has has been released, I guess just to give us a little bit of insight into what we might expect from the Christmas special. So I guess we can read that real quick and maybe just give our thoughts. Sounds good. All right, so it says um anyone that's worried about spoilers by the way maybe not listen but i don't think there's anything too major (laughs) it says two doctors stranded in a forbidding snowscape refusing to face regeneration and a british army captain seemingly destined to die in the first world war but taken from the trenches to play his part in the doctor's story this is the magical last chapter in the 12th doctor's epic adventure he must face his past to decide his future and the doctor will realize the resilience of humanity, discovering hope in his darkest, frozen moment. It's the end of an era, but the doctor's journey is only just beginning. So that doesn't really tell us anything. Yeah. Well, I, I guess mean, it does a little bit. It tells us both doctors are refusing to face regeneration. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, there's an army captain, which we've already seen. You know, we know it's uh, Mark Gatiss. Uh, we've actually seen a little bit of, of stuff with him in the teaser trailer. And then... We know that it's now the First World War.
0: I don't know if that was fully known the last time we talked, that it was
1: the first and not the second. Yeah, I don't think the last time we talked. Um, and that's pretty much and something that they say. That it's interesting how they word this. Discovering hope in his darkest frozen moment. Which makes me wonder about kind of the time and even with the teaser trailer, I know there were there were some indications that they may be kinda stuck, you know, in a frozen moment in time and Okay, that that
0: that's where you're going. Good, good. I thought you were doing a throwback to Empress of Time or Empress of Mars where he calls out let it go and frozen. Like (laughs) they're gonna break into let it go when they finally choose to regenerate. Nope.
1: Um, I was not going for the Disney reference.
0: You're not going for the the frozen moment, but you're actually going for a moment that is frozen. Yes. Yes. A moment <laughs> in
1: time. A frozen moment in time. Yes. Um, yeah. So all of that seems pretty interesting, but I think it's not really anything we couldn't have already derived from just watching the teaser trailer.
0: Yeah. The the one thing I want to just call out, what what do you feel about their use of – darkest moment darkest frozen moment there's been a couple other mentions here and there that that the christmas special will actually be um surprisingly dark that it's not going to be a cheery chipper it's not going to be it's going to have some dark tones to it and within the synopsis itself it's calling out the darkest frozen moment do you think this is just one of those Doctor Who hyperbole is like, this is going to be the scariest episode ever, or this is going to be the darkest episode ever. Do you think that's what that is, or do you have a feeling this will be truly dark?
1: Um, I'm sure there'll be a dark element to the story. It is kind of a, a different way to go when it comes to the Christmas specials. It seems like they try to keep them a little bit more lighthearted. Although, I mean, any even the Christmas specials, like thinking back specifically to um, the, the the one with Santa Claus. I'm I'm forgetting the title but the Dream
0: Crabs. Um, yeah, right.
1: Like there was some pretty scary dark stuff with those Dream Crabs and all of that. Um, but there was a lot of lighthearted stuff too. So I'm sure for for every dark moment we get in this Christmas special there's going to be plenty of of lighthearted stuff as well. And it does seem like they like to use that throw that term around, especially when it comes to Capaldi's era of Doctor Who. So it could yeah. just be, you know, they're just trying to use uh, exciting language for this for this blurb
0: yeah yeah i i'm i'm curious just to see i mean we we have the content um of it being world war ii someone who's destined to die and then even watching just the trailer there's the epic explosions and different things that take place i'm still curious how dark it ultimately is going to end up being um it seems like I mean, how could they end on a dark note with Capaldi, right? Like, how could they let that be his final... It's, it, it just would be odd for it not to be, like, a, more of a celebration or a look back.
1: Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Moffett, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, Moffitt does tend to try to keep keep things, like, as much as there have been you know, some dark moments in Doctor Who in the Mafia era, he does like to have some sort of an uplifting message. And because this is the end of a certain Doctor's story, I think there will be something triumphant in the end for him. Um, even if that's just him coming to terms with some of the stuff he's been facing. We know Bill's going to be back. We've seen that um, as part of the trailer. They made it kind of a big deal that Bill was back. And so, you know, it was kind of interesting the way she went off, and it seemed like the way they they kind of ended her story. It seemed pretty, it seemed pretty final. I, I almost, I, I'm actually surprised that they're bringing her back for the Christmas special. You know, turning, yeah. turning into like a puddle entity with all power and being able to travel anywhere you want is kind of like, all right, see you later. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't expecting her to come back and be like, hey, I miss you, Doctor. <laughs> I'm, I am I guess
0: I can't, I'm not overly surprised just because of her. her she, she had a strong connection to the Doctor. When it was all said and done, she really did have a connection with Capaldi's Doctor. And she doesn't strike me as a type of person who just wants to, like, float free forever. I don't know. I feel like she has that need for connections and that need for bonds. So for her to come back, it's not overly surprising. I think, I think what, what will be surprising is how, what I'm curious about and what I will be surprised to see is how they end up leaving her character at the end of the Christmas special.
1: Right. Cause now it's almost like they have to write a second end for her.
0: Yeah. Like, or, or do they just leave it totally open where she's still floating around the universe with puddle girl?
1: Yeah. I think, I mean, maybe she just got tired of her girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows how long they've been hanging out together now? She could have been like hanging out with her for millennia, and is just like, "All right, I'm I'm ready to move on." You know, even even like omnipotent entities get tired of each other, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, No, actually, I I think the way that they're going to handle it, as I do think, because because she can just go wherever she wants now in space and time, it makes sense that she could show up for this. So I think it'll be almost like a send off. Like we've seen other doctors when they regenerate, they have that moment with their, you know, most important companion Um, or even just all the companions. You know, we saw that with tenant where they kind of did this little thing where he went around and got to see everybody before he regenerated. Um, Smith got to see both Clara and Amy makes a quick appearance at the end. So I, I think that might be where they're going with this. Um, That, this is their way of saying hey we can't have him be you know regenerate without him at least having his final goodbye with his with his companion and i think claire is coming back too right there's there's That's just rumors. A rumor at this point yeah
0: i mean capaldi has dropped some hints like we might see her again and different things like that um she's pretty tied up with her her new stuff with the uh is it the crown is that the is that her series no queen victoria yeah she does victoria. queen victoria right Yeah, she's she's pretty wrapped up with that. So I I can't imagine that would be anything big. But I also would be surprised if we got away from the Christmas special without having at least one of those random memory flashbacks. Maybe in regeneration, the regeneration energy refreshes his memory and he now remembers Clara. I don't know. because there's still that huge mind block there where he forgot her.
1: He's not supposed to remember her, but we, we all know that they can hand wave that. Oh heck yes, they can if they need.
0: Come on, Bill was a cyber (laughs) Bill.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they can if they want the doctor to remember her. He's gonna remember her. You know, there's gonna be some powerful psychic connection that they have, or you know, he's gonna think happy thoughts and and that everything will be fine.
0: Or Bill's gonna think happy thoughts. That's what Moffat does. Puddle, puddle, puddle magic.
1: Oh yeah, puddle magic could fix everything. She just
0: needs to cry a tear, and it will all be good.
1: Right. So yeah, I think. I hope Clara gets, I hope it's not just a a really small cameo like we got with Karen Gillan. I I hope it's a little more than that with Clara. Just because he was, Clara was, in my mind, his his companion. Like, Bill had the one season, but really Clara was, you know, when he first showed up on the scene, she was the one that was there with him. And I think he went through a lot more with her. And I think they had a a different kind of connection than him and Bill ever had. So I'm I'm hoping that she gets kind of a moment to come back and say her goodbyes. But, you know, Bill, hopefully Bill will have that too. They'll figure it out. I just, I think Bill will be in it more than Clara will, for sure. Yeah,
0: I mean, at the end of the day, Capaldi ends his run as the Doctor with two companions, Bill and Clara, both who are now these, like, undying entities that really can go anywhere and do anything they want at any point in time so i mean that's, that's like driving into your hometown and none of your family showing up to see you like they better come back they they better show up at the restaurant when he invites them for dinner
1: yeah that's true they both of his companions kind of came out ahead didn't they they came out
0: better like everybody else's leaves companions in their wake
1: like were just no, tossed aside there were no tragic donna stories
0: yeah you know, like the, Capaldi oh, made it out amazingly with his companions
1: yeah that's true but you know Clara's still got to face the raven at some point yeah so, I, I don't know we'll see, we'll see. Do, you think we'll get a uh, we'll get a lady me return with Clara <sighs> yeah I don't think so they pop back in with their TARDIS and say hi <laughs> no. i mean
0: that'd be awesome if Maisie william rolls through but i doubt that's gonna happen i'd be I, really cool though if you if you gave me the odds i would put those odds just about the same level as danny pink making an appearance
1: <laughs> well have you do you watch doctor or do you watch game of thrones i don't okay no. damn, never mind i was gonna say a spoiler but it, interesting it would be interesting to have Maisie williams and uh david bradley on screen together i'll just leave it at that
0: uh, i i do know that both are her Game of Thrones stars.
1: Yeah, yeah. and there's some there's some stuff between them. <laughs> so I'm trying, to,
0: I'm trying to think back through the wikis I read.
1: <laughs> you read the wikis. <laughs> um, so we kind of jumped all over the place there with stuff from the teaser trailer and everything, but were there any moments kind of in the teaser trailer that stood out to you? I know Mark Gatiss makes an appearance. We have been very hard on Mark Gatiss as far as uh, his recent episodes of Doctor Who, at least on the writing side of things. But I think both of us like him, just fine as an actor.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. That's he. I, I have no problem with him as an actor. I think the most. I think the thing that jumps out to me most about the teaser trailer, um, and story aside, right? Like we have no idea really what the story is going to pan out to be. The way that it was shot and the way that they displayed in the trailer, it's visually striking. Um, just the way that they they had a couple scenes where they have the two guys in the trench both pointing the guns at each other is like that frozen moment that they're probably referring to and just the way that they pan the camera around or Capaldi with the snowflake hanging in front of him and he like flip, he like uh, hits it with his finger like there's a lot of or the two TARDISes next to each other and both of them come out of their TARDISes at the same time the way that it's shot the way that it looks it's visually striking and I think that's something that even sticks out to me about season 10 or series 10 is just how how visually it just had this different feel and this different tone to it. There was amazing color schemes throughout it. And I feel like that's what jumps out to me about this trailer um as well. Is it, it looks like at least it will be a very visually appealing, very entertaining episode to watch in those regards.
1: And so in the beginning of the trailer they they actually they start out with a scene of the of William Hartnell. And speaking a line, <laughs> yes. and then they kind of morph it into David Bradley, the morphing face. Which I, I mean, it was, it wasn't like the best I've ever seen when it comes to that kind of stuff. I wouldn't call it movie quality, but it was a cool little effect. I thought it was nice. I mean, they don't look so much alike, but when you do that morphing like that, it was, it worked. I think David Bradley, um, does a really good version of the first Doctor. He doesn't do a like a perfect mimic where you'd be like, wow, that that could be the same guy. Um, they have definitely have some differences in the way they speak and the way they look, but it, it, he does a really good job though. I, I like his version of the first doctor.
0: Yeah. And I, that, that morph of the face. Um, I'm glad you called that out because that is, that is interesting just to see that although they are very different, it's cool to see that they do have the similarities. And even in that scene, how he's holding his head and how he's holding his face, um, yeah, it'll be fun to see Bradley flesh it out. And he has audiobooks as the first Doctor now, or at least he's working on some Big Finish audio as the first Doctor. So he, he gets to continue his
1: adventures as the first Doctor. Yeah, if you're, if you're a first Doctor fan, there's more more uh, stories to be told, I guess. Um, in the trailer, we get to see, and they were hinting at this even in the synopsis, but uh, both of these Doctors are at our point, and they're, it looks like the end of their lives. So they're both kind of getting ready to regenerate. We actually see that scene where you see um, the first doctor's hand kind of start to glow. Um, so, I, you think we're going to see two? Are we going to see two regenerations in the Christmas special? Will we see the first doctor actually regenerate into another actor playing the second doctor? Nah. They're Nothing not going to go that They're, they're not going go to
0: show us the full thing. There's going to be some, I mean, they have to give Capaldi his moment and that might be the biggest thing in my mind. It's not that they couldn't, it's not that it wouldn't be cool. It's just, they want, they, they want, or at least I want that focus to be on Capaldi completely at that moment when it happens.
1: Another scene that's in the trailer is they show the two, uh, Tardis, Tardises, Tardis (laughs) eye, next to each other. And, uh, both the doctors kind of coming out of the Tardis. And it's really cool because you get to see the modern TARDIS sitting right next to the classic TARDIS. And you know, you kind of think of the TARDIS as being the TARDIS and and there've been different versions of it and it's kind of evolved over the years, but to see them right next to each other like that um is there's such stark differences.
0: Yeah, they they might be the same size on the inside, but they definitely are different sizes on the outside.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny to just kind of look, okay, like what they they they've modernized something that you know that is supposed to look like it's from the 60s and we just kind of accept that like we see (laughs) you know when we saw the 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 TARDIS when we started watching the show with the with Eccleston it was kind of like oh that's the TARDIS and you've seen the classic version but you don't kind of see them right next to each other so you don't you know you don't kind of pick out like oh wait why does it look so different but now I'm just like wow like it's it's a lot bigger it's a lot brighter Um, and I, I know when we went through the first Doctor episodes we used to kind of joke about kind of they'd use a little toy model of the TARDIS right. a lot kind of how hokey it looked. But to actually see like a fully built out first doctor TARDIS is actually pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, it definitely is smaller than what we're used to. And like you said, you you wouldn't really notice it um, until they put it side by side and you, you have the opportunity to do a comparison. But it is really cool to be able to see them like that and in and, and that scene next to each other.
1: Yeah, and they they kind of play up the whole frozen moment here. You know, you see you see the uh, some sort of a battle going on in World War One, and you see a soldier like with his gun out, but it's, everything's completely frozen. And the doctor actually, you know, reaches out to touch a snowflake that's kind of frozen in in, in the sky. So they are definitely playing up the the idea that this is this is going to be maybe the entire episode is going to be played out in this frozen moment in time. Yeah.
0: I mean, and, and that would be cool. I'm all for that. It will be interesting to see what happens, and may, maybe all of that is a result of two doctors being together. Maybe, maybe it caused something funny in the time stream.
1: Right? Yeah. Is this? Yeah. Is this a? Is this what happens when two doctors, you know, who are fighting their regeneration, show up at the same place at the same time? Time yeah. just stops and lets them figure it out. <laughs>
0: The, the, the time can't move on without him that is the power they wheels
1: i love how like big and messed up capaldi's hair is
0: i know it, and like we we called it out it, the last time we recorded too that something crazy has happened between his face off with the cybermen and him falling out of the tardis cuz his hair has gotten insanely large and he just looks
1: downright ragged yeah, it makes me wonder about the timing of when they filmed certain things because in the lead-up to so the scene that they showed us where the Doctor kind of falls down into the snow, like he comes out of the TARDIS, he falls down into the snow, and it looks like he's about to regenerate. Remember that? And then they just yeah. left us hanging? Yeah. In that scene, he looks the way he looks in all these clips I'm seeing from the Christmas special. He's haggard, his hair's all long and, and kind of messed up. But then, when you see the actual episodes with the Cybermen and all of that, it's not quite there yet. His hair is not nearly that long, right, so I'm wondering about the timing of when they actually filmed those scenes um you know when when they filmed that scene of him kind of falling down into the snow, was that at the same time that they were filming the Christmas special same location it, maybe yeah, I mean, it had to be.
0: That's just because they they wouldn't have cut his hair <laughs> to to go back and film the Cybermen. So it had to be after the Cybermen. And then all of that had to be at the same time. I The Christmas special has been wrapped for a while,
1: hasn't it? I think, I mean, yeah, I would think so. I just didn't know the timing of when they would have filmed kind of the finale of the season. And when they would have filmed the Christmas special, I just assumed that there would be, there would have been some space between that.
0: Yeah. I am but maybe sure. when they filmed
1: I, the Christmas special, the the first thing they filmed was that scene of him falling down into the snow, and so they could put it into the finale, and then yeah. finish, and you know, and then finish filming the rest later. I
0: mean, because early, I mean, very early on, the rumors about David Bradley started to surface. So, and he happened to be in that scene where Capaldi shoves his hands into the snow and yells no. So maybe that was filmed first fairly early on and then they kind of just compiled the rest of it together but
1: yeah well we were talking about the companions we were making a joke about um dodo returning she's not going to return and it's at least as far as we know they could surprise us <laughs> no susan you know because no at this point and it looks like it really looks like this is going to be kind of the the end of the first doctor um so he's going to be with the companions that were there at the end of his run and so susan shouldn't be there no ian and barbara kind of sad i actually really like those characters it would have been kind of cool to see them recast um i i i really like ian and barbara as companions they're like kind of some of my favorites so um but to get ben and polly it's kind of like eh you know i didn't really see enough of them to to build any kind of liking to them
0: yeah it's interesting though to see that they are re well obviously they're going to be recast but Again, just to see modern faces take the place of classic faces. Um, It's going to be interesting to see how it all works out and moving forward. But yeah, I mean, we get the end of the first Doctor's life and give us the companions that were there right towards the end. Um, Do you think this is kind of a one and done with David Bradley where we, we get the classic faces recast? Or do you think this is something that we're going to start to see more and more? Are we going to see... I mean you mentioned it like the second doctor. Um are are we going to see other faces being recast so they can start to do more things like this?
1: That's a good question. I hadn't really thought about that, but it does seem like something they're getting a little bit more comfortable with. I wonder if this is just almost their way of testing the waters to see kind of fan reaction like will people accept another actor? Now it's with David Bradley, you know, he's been in episodes of, he's been in Doctor Who before as a villain he has played the first doctor in that in the in the movie um where he's playing the you know he was playing william hartnell but he he was playing him kind of as the doctor too so fans had kind of already accepted him as the first doctor so it made sense for him to be cast but now yeah they have these companions that are coming back that they're recasting um i don't know i actually don't mind it you know as long as you because enough time has passed obviously you're not going to be able to cast uh, some of these actors, even the ones that are still living, um, just don't look the part anymore. So if they decide to bring back, you know, first, second, third doctors um, and recast them with somebody that kind of looks enough like them, I think it'd be cool. I, I don't want the story to be limited. And I'm not so precious with any of these actors that I'd I'd be upset about it.
0: Yeah, and I, I guess that's that's the part of it, right? As long as they give a story that's worth doing it. Um, I'm all for it.
1: Yeah, yeah. If it, as long as it makes sense, um, I think it definitely does for the first doctor. This is such a cool opportunity to have the twelfth and the first meet. It's something I never thought we would get. Honestly, I never thought they would do something like this. You know, we got, you know, we got to see Tom Baker come back and meet the twelfth doctor. Or I mean, the eleventh doctor, which was really cool. But he did. He wasn't there as the doctor, right? You know. Or maybe right, he was. he was a curator. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe he's he a future version of the Doctor. But he wasn't playing the Fourth Doctor. Um, right. But to be able to actually have an adventure with the First Doctor and the Twelfth Doctor is something I never thought they would. I never thought they'd go there. And so now that they have, yeah, totally do it. Do it with somebody else.
0: <laughs> Give us more, even if it's just like a scene of someone walking in the background.
1: Fun little Easter eggs like that. It's funny. I was actually listening back to an episode, so. I was trying to think, as we were going to be talking about Polly and Ben, and I'm like, I don't still know that much about these characters. I didn't want to jump in and do too much research because I'm still somewhat trying to keep myself spoiler-free, as as dumb (laughs) as that sounds when it comes to the classic stuff, because I like to watch it and be surprised. So I didn't want to go in and, and read too much about the characters. But I was trying to remember what we said, way back when we recorded some of the classic stuff with them in it. And I think we only ever reviewed one episode or one series of episodes with them. And so I went back. It's episode 35 of Bad Wolf Radio. By the way, if anybody wants to go back and listen themselves. But we really (laughs) didn't say much about them. They didn't leave a big impression on us. Uh, I listened to our entire review, and there was a little bit. We talked about Ben, about he seemed to be a very intense um Polly did definitely didn't leave much of an impression on us and uh but we did i did make a joke which i thought was kind of funny that if they ever recast this part i was like if they ever bring ben back into the show and they have to recast him they should cast that guy from hunger games <laughs> 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 so we actually did talk about the possibility of ben coming back into the series never imagining it would actually happen but here you go yeah <laughs> nice nice well done so, yeah. So that's you know that's kind of that catches up catches us up on you know the new news that's come out about the Christmas special. Was there anything, you know anything else about the Christmas special that you wanted to discuss? No. I, I think
0: that's I think that's it. Other than yeah, no. I mean, it's the Christmas special. It's the next thing that's coming up on our our Doctor Who docket. There's there's nothing before it and I mean, honestly, it doesn't look like we'll get anything very quickly after it.
1: Yeah, and we still have a lot of time. You know, we still have over three months to wait even just for the Christmas special. So I'm um, sure more more news will trickle out. Um, some of the things that, even with the new Doctor being announced, we haven't gotten a lot, of, a lot more going on with that. You know, it seemed like there was a lot of fanfare right after it happened, but it kind of got really quiet. Um, even just on the kind of, rumor mill about a new companion. We haven't really been hearing a lot of names thrown out. There's been a couple um obviously I think right after they announced her we were happy it wasn't Chris Marshall that got announced as the doctor, but then I think it was like the day after they announced Jodie Whittaker, then there was this big rumor that he Chris Marshall was actually going to be the companion. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> which I think that's faded. I don't I don't think the that had had legs. And I haven't heard any more talk about that. But then another name that was thrown out recently uh was Bradley Walsh which is a somebody I'm not familiar with but apparently he's he's been in some stuff in England uh he's I think more almost known more for hosting than he is for acting uh definitely yeah. an older gentleman
0: yeah and this i mean some of the the earliest mentions of this was in August and it seems like it still is holding fairly strong Um, I don't, it it might just be because there's really just a lack of other things going on right now, or even other mentions going on right now. Um, but yeah, his was an interesting name to see thrown up, thrown out there. Not, not because of my familiarity with anything that he's done before, but just because of his, his age and, and, and really his look and like just who he, who he is, not trying to be too shallow here about the doctor's companion, but he just doesn't fit that typical of what you would expect.
1: Yeah. He's almost more the, the third wheel character type. You know, we've, we've gotten kind of the main companions, but then there's always kind of not always, but every once in a while they, they throw in another, you know, for example, a Nardole, somebody like that who, you know, Bill was kind of the main companion, but then Nardle was there as well. Uh, yeah. You know, you oh, Wilfred Mott. You got your Mickey's. Or, uh, you got your Rory's, oh, Rory's dad, Rory's <laughs> dad. Yeah, right. So to see, right, you're right with it, and not trying to be too shallow, but you with the this type of a casting, you would almost feel like, oh, he would be that other companion, but not the main companion. Um, but hey, I, you know, you never know. And I think yeah, I... it could be because, I, do you remember back when there was all that news about Danny Pink? And this guy was going to be a companion.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, they first, the news started dropping and they started posting pictures of him and, like, oh, here's a new Doctor Who companion. And everyone was, like, all excited about it. And then it turned out he really wasn't a companion. He just happened (laughs) to be Claire's boyfriend. Um, Yeah. You know, so this could be similar. Maybe he is cast in the show. Maybe he is playing a a recurring role, but not actually going to be, you know, kind of the standard, uh, the regular companion um, or maybe they're just flipping the script on us and they're like hey we just cast a uh, a young woman to play the doctor and we're gonna cast somebody completely different to play the companion yeah
0: and and some of the some of the things that have already been said like uh the first female doctor who will have a male sidekick old enough to be her father it has been revealed uh, this is obviously not from a reputable source more of a rumor rumor mag but um Jodie Whittaker, 35, will be accompanied on her travels through space and time by former Coronation Street star and quiz show host Bradley Walsh, age 57. That's it. It's just, again, it, it would be flipping the the script on us. It would be totally different than what we've um, ever had or experienced in Doctor Who. Not only because we have a female Doctor, but also because the companion isn't quite the norm of what we're used to, at least within New Who.
1: Right, yeah. I was going to say... Uh, Classic Who was kind of all over the map with companions and stuff uh, <laughs> yes. but yeah at least for New Who this definitely changes things up a bit which maybe that's what we're getting with Chibnall you know he's you know, maybe he's uh, kind of going to give us his version of Doctor Who and not and not try to stick to any of the old formulas he
0: said he wanted a blank slate and he wanted to uh, try something risky so it, I mean he's he's essentially got a blank slate going in and if this is the case and more stuff like this comes out it could be pretty risky.
1: Yeah. For now we'll consider it a rumor. Uh there's obviously been no official announcement and like you said it didn't come from a super reputable source. So for now rumor and and if we get more information on it we can talk about it further. Yeah. Uh Yeah, anything else? Just just
0: the release date. Um I kind of alluded to it, but there's there's been even more that's come out saying that it's quite possible we won't have a new series of Doctor Who, so Series 11, until late 2018, with already some mention of it potentially being a split season. Um, so similar to what we've had in the past, where you have
1: fall, break, Christmas, break, rest of your series. Interesting. Um, so they might put the Christmas special back kind of in the middle of it.
0: That That's what is being rumored with it being a late 2018 showing of series 11 which makes sense i mean right they, they have a new showrunner they have a new doctor they're they're i'm sure there's a lot of bits and pieces that they're trying to get in place to get things up and running and moving forward but yeah we we could wait a substantial amount of time before we have any new doctor who episodes outside of the christmas special
1: yeah we've as doctor who fans we've gotten used to waiting
0: Yep. Good thing there's a
1: backlog of
0: 50 years worth of stuff to catch up on and big, big picture, big uh, no, finish. big finish
1: audio. Yeah. Big finish audio's out there. Obviously the comics, the novels, I, I don't know. I just don't, I don't see myself ever diving too deep into that stuff, but, um, maybe the, I did enjoy the little bit of audio that I did uh, get into with eighth doctor
0: and so. they're starting to do all the animated of the classics. Are they doing more of those? I, I've heard that there's rumors of them doing more. I can't, I can't remember where I heard that or what uh, episode or doctor. But I heard that it's possible that they're going to do another, um, revive
1: another classic. Hmm. That would be interesting. Would, All right. Well, did you have anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up today? No, I think that
0: I think that covers it.
1: All right, great. Well, we we just wanted to kind of jump in, get caught up on some of the news. I know this is a bit of a shorter shorter episode than we typically do, but um, we will be back if something big drops or if you know the, enough news gathers that we can have another episode. Uh, we'll definitely be back for the Christmas special, but I have a feeling we'll probably pop in uh, at least once or twice before that. Yeah, we'll be here. So as usual, you can leave us a review on iTunes you can find all of our episodes there. You can uh re- re- leave us a review there. Actually, remember last episode where I was saying, well, I forget what I said, but I was basically like we really need reviews. Like I hope I, I hope we get at least one. Yes. <laughs> yes. We got one. <laughs> we get- nice. Like right after we posted the episode, somebody some one of our listeners uh kindly gave us a nice review. So, thank you for that uh to that listener and if anybody else wants to jump in and add on to that, uh we would love for for you if you listen to our show and you enjoy it head over to itunes leave us a nice review you can follow us on twitter at bad wolf podcast facebook bad wolf radio we also still have our facebook group it's been kind of quiet lately just because dr who's been kind of quiet but if you want to join that group uh shoot us over a request and we will add you you can follow us on instagram once again kind of quiet right now because there's not any doctor who going on but we will definitely be adding more content to that And you can shoot us an email, badwolfpodcasts at gmail.com. And until next time. Later days.